Welcome to the Amplifying Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Tara Lehman, a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. This podcast is a place dedicated to amplifying your leadership through guest stories, tips, information, and more. To learn more about our Amplifying Leadership division and our community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Richard Flint. Richard is an international speaker, author, and the CEO of Flint, Inc. Welcome to Amplifying Leadership. Hey, Tara. Thank you. I've really, really, really been looking forward to this. And I I really like your title, Amplifying Leadership. Thank uh, you. I like the title a lot because there's a, there's a lot of magic in those two words. I think so, too. <laughs> and I'm hoping we can do a little bit of amplifying that today. Why don't we just start a little bit about you, who you are, what your leadership journey looks like? Well, uh, Tara, I have been on the international lecture circuit and speaking uh, for 35 years. Wow. I've spoken on uh, every continent. Nice. Uh, to audiences ranging from six to 37,000 people. Wow. 37,000. Uh, yeah. In Brisbane, <laughs> in Brisbane, Australia. Wow. Uh, and I started my journey uh, because I've always been one that people has come to for advice. Mm -hmm. uh, and if people got to know me, they'd know that when I started this journey 35 years ago, I made a commitment to myself and a commitment to God that mm -hmm. every time I stood on a stage or every time someone reached out to me, that what mm -hmm. I would do it was, I would want three things for them. I want them to be better. Okay. Yeah. And like you and I were talking before we came on the air, what mm -hmm. I'm saying today is a lot of leadership that is stuck. Yes. It was like COVID pulled the rug out from under them. <laughs> yeah. Knocked them down and they're leaning on their elbows right now. They really haven't gotten up. Mm -hmm. And I want them to be smarter because in today's world, you've got to have a new set of principles if you're going to work with people. Mm -hmm. uh, because COVID not only affected the company, it affected the people. Absolutely, yes. And then the, the main thing I want for people, Tara, is I want people to be more present. Mm -hmm. I have 16 laws that govern my life. And the third law on my list is that I want to be a person who has a positive presence that is present when I am not present. Oh, I and like that. That's the key to amplifying leadership. Yes. Uh, it's all about the present presence you create. Yes. Because everyone in the organization either responds or reacts to the presence of the leader. Absolutely. And a big part of that is determined by, is the leader consistent are inconsistent mm -hmm. in their mm -hmm. leadership style. Yes. So Absolutely. 35 years of, of traveling this world, talking to, to people, have written 19 books, have another one coming out later next year. Entitled, That's amazing. What's your excuse? <laughs> oh, I like the name of that. <laughs> yeah. And I am a person who, no matter what people throw at me, I've worked it, I've worked it through with someone. Mm -hmm. And one more thing about me. If you yeah. could walk around my home in uh, South Florida, you'd find that there's a, there's three sticky notes in strategic places in my house. Okay. Of them have the same statement on it, Tara. What's Somebody's that? Somebody's going to need me today. 
Oh, that is awesome. It's about serving, right? And yeah. I, I, that is just, I love that. I love it that you have it placed without your house too, like in different areas. Well, but this is a philosophy that yes. we have to have in leadership. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. people are going to need that leader and that leader has to be prepared to lead. Agreed. And what I'm seeing today leaders that are living in yesterday mm-hmm. and have not stood forward mm-hmm. to adjust and to adapt and to align themselves to what they need for their company today. And I know we talked a little bit about the challenge of COVID prior to, and you had mentioned it a little bit on this episode as well. And that became a challenge for a lot of people on even learning how to work through all of that remotely, hybrid, whatever, to now leading through it. If I, if I consider that a challenge, how would you say somebody could start to overcome that type of challenge where they got stuck because of something outside? That wasn't, you know, directly something happening inside. Any thoughts on that? One of the things that I've learned over the years in working with companies is that so many times when companies get stuck, it's because of one of two reasons. Either the environment and the terrain Mm -hmm. has changed. Mm -hmm. And rather than them adapting, adjusting, and realigning their self, Mm-hmm. They're trying to take what worked in yesterday and force it into a new environment. Yes, and that doesn't work all the <laughs> Yeah. And I, I work with so many leaders who understand, you know, we need to adapt. Mm-hmm. But there's fear in that. There's a lot of fear because oh, yeah. we haven't done it that way before. Change. Yeah. yeah. And then once you adapt, which is to me the easy part to discover, then you got to make the adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the tough part. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, if I've been a leader and what I've been doing has worked, mm-hmm. why would I want to rock the boat? Yes. But the well, past couple of years has taught us a lesson. That has. boat has got to be adjusted. Yeah. Because too many are still tied to the dock trying to figure out what to do. And in the process, they're losing the value. They're losing the strength of their company because they're not making the adjustments. They lose that momentum of forward thinking as well. I've noticed a lot with my own clients, that momentum, that motivation, all of it just seems to be dissipating. Yeah. And and what what I find is that, you know, until they're they're willing to take a step back, Mm -hmm. take a deep breath, and look at the pace of their company. Mm-hmm. Because pace comes at us in two ways when it comes to leadership. Mm-hmm. If my pace is too fast or too slow, what I tend to do then is live from yesterday to today. Mm-hmm. But if I find that pace that comes with knowing how to adapt and adjust and align, mm-hmm. if I find that pace, then I'm going to live from today to tomorrow. I talk to so many leaders that what they want to talk about is what business used to be like. (laughs) We're not not going back. We're not there. No, you can't go back in time. It's about moving forward. It's about living from today to tomorrow. Yes. Yes. It's one thing to understand the past, but you can't go back to it and you don't want to relive it sometimes. All right. So I love that. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. 
So you also um, wanted to share some common ways that those maybe who have struggled in the past with leadership can break through some of those barriers, some of those things that might be holding them back from being that best leader. So from your experience, what, how can some leaders break through some of those barriers that are holding them back? Well, what are your thoughts? One of the great fears that I'm seeing in uh, leaders today, and these are from uh, average size companies to maybe some of the smaller entrepreneurs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that from, from the day you and I were born to the day we die, we're going to fight with six fears. Okay. And we all have them. Mm-hmm. The number one of these six fears right now that I see people struggling with is the fear of the unknown. Yes. Yes. That crazy world and the ever-changing. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think COVID enhanced that as well. Well, there's only there's only two foundations that a leader can stand on if they're going mm-hmm. to provide leadership. And mm-hmm. only one of those is about leadership. The other is about participation in whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that if I am have the role of leader, but I am not really leading, it's because of three things. Mm-hmm. I'm doubting myself. Right. Which I see happening. Mm-hmm. I'm worrying about the unknown. Mm-hmm. And then I'm paralyzed because I feel uncertain as to what to do. Yes, and they all sound like fear. Yeah, but yeah. If, if I see the unknown as adventure, because I have three things in my life. I believe in me. Mm-hmm. I trust that we can continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And I have the faith I need to face fear stand in front of the unknown, and turn it into adventure. But it goes back to that word you were talking about. And Mm -hmm. that's the word motivated and momentum. Mm -hmm. Doubt, worry, and uncertainty takes away motivation and replaces it with doubt, worry, and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. When I believe in me, then I've got momentum. And momentum, if you really study it psychologically, momentum is the demonstration of faith through behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay, if, yes. Yeah. If you ask anyone who's been in my audience anywhere around the world, and you ask him, what do you remember about that guy? <laughs> They'll tell you three words. All right, behavior, what's that? Behavior never uh-huh. lies. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the essence of truth is not what someone says. It's what they do. Yes. And so when I, when I work with leadership, I listen to their words, but I study their behavior. I look mm-hmm. at that inner circle of people around them, and I want to see where they are. Yeah. What is their behavior saying? Are they saying one thing in their staff meetings, and then they walk out, and they're struggling with doubt, worry, and uncertainty, and the mm-hmm. message gets lost? Yes. You see that a lot now, too, with, with leaders who are feeling that fear of even just of change, any change, not just our COVID change world, but like if they have a new system in place or new culture they're bringing in, anything to do with change becomes fearful to a lot of people and leaders because well, no, change is no, different. Yeah. The number one reason people fear change is that it takes them out of their comfortable routine. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't fear change. I, I think it's um, choosing worry over wonder. A great book um, is 
is I think a great way of looking at it. And I tell people to look at things that you're fearful of with a curiosity rather than a fear. You know, I think that's another way of looking at it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you and I could do a whole show on just change. Yes, we probably could. (laughs) And here's the interesting thing about change is that change ignites fear. Mm-hmm. especially it if does. I didn't ask for that change. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. if, if change is something I know we need and I'm comfortable with it, then fear, then fear becomes a positive because it mm-hmm. puts me in the right pace. Right. Yeah, but if, agree. if fear is something I'm not prepared for, here's what happens, Tara, that fear becomes fright. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between fear and being afraid. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing in so many leaders today, because they're out of that comfortable routine, yeah, what they're doing is they're looking at what they're addressing and they're not looking at it through eyes of fear. They're looking at it through the eyes of being frightened. Mm-hmm. Never been here before. Never had to do this before. We yeah. were just fine. But now all of a sudden the rug has been pulled out from under. So the comfort's gone. Yeah. They speed yeah. up emotionally speed up so rather than being a leader because a leader leads from your mind down mm-hmm. they become a participant in the confusion because they're living mm-hmm. their emotions up and i'm sure both of you and i have seen that with some clients as well for that confusion and yes i agree i love how you how you how you spoke all of that as well it's just it's it's a crazy crazy time right now and we really need to bring that leadership back the, and moving forward with momentum. If I was to ask you what you feel the biggest part of leadership is in order to lead effectively, of course, besides what we've already talked about today. Yeah, well, I, I think any any leader that is actually leading is leading because they have built their leadership presence and presence is what leadership is about. Right. Positive yeah. presence then what they've done is they brought five major skills into their life okay. that caused them to slow down. That's mm-hmm. a key. You have to slow down. You do. Yeah. Okay. Key number one, and they're in an order. You, okay. have, to, you have to listen. Absolutely. What Absolutely. I have found is once the pace gets out of control, we stop listening. Mm-hmm. And there's a two ears and one mouth, right? Yeah. There's a difference between hearing what you're saying and listening to what you're saying. If I'm hearing, I'm hearing from a reactionary emotional set. Mm -hmm. If I'm listening, I'm hearing from my mind down. Mm -hmm. The second skill you got to have is communication. Absolutely. One of my favorite topics. (laughs) And it's interesting today because communication how do i say this communication has to be different than it was especially with the number of people who are hybrid or working from home yes absolutely yeah i can't just go out and say hey tara let's talk yeah more planning needed and and reaching out yeah and the communication has to be slower yes has to be in smaller bites mm-hmm because yeah, you know, you're not around the corner, right? You're not just next door in my office or, you know, right there where I can just have a quick conversation or a deep conversation with you. You're right. The planning is key. 
It's a number of people who are working from home who really are not prepared to work from home mm-hmm. because home can be a distraction. Uh, yeah, it can. Yeah, I get up and I'm going, you know, and I, I, people laugh at me when I say this, but I think if you're going to work from home, what you do is you get up in the morning, you get dressed just like you're going into the office. Yeah, yeah. The front door, get in your car, drive around the block, go <laughs> like back that. into your driveway, and then go in the back door and go to your office. It's funny you say that because I used to have a boss of mine who said, he used to be in sales, and he said to me, I always got up and dressed for work, even if it was my administration day at home, because it put him in that mindset. So it wasn't about the laundry. It wasn't about cutting that grass or shoveling the snow or whatever. It was about, I'm here to work. And I've always done that now that I work remotely as well. I've I've taken that piece of advice from him. And I literally, as you can see, our audience can't, but as you can see, wearing appropriate clothing as if I was going into an office, right? And I I love that you brought that up because it reminded me of that that happened with me as well. And it is such an awesome piece of advice. Well, because if I'm not careful and I'm on my way to go to work and I'm still in my PJs or I'm just in a comfortable dress or mode and I walk into the kitchen, I think, oh, wait a minute, I need to put those dishes in the dishwasher. Exactly, yeah. On the way, but while I'm on, while I'm doing this, let me throw that load of laundry in. Exactly. And it's so easy to get distracted. Yes. So by the time I get to my office, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to start. Yeah, your mind's already somewhere else. Yeah. You're, yeah. Interruptions control mindset. Oh, yes. And the home can be a big interruption place. It certainly can. If, if you've got kids at home now because school's out. Mm-hmm. Right. Summer, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then after communication comes one of the toughest, confrontation. Mm-hmm. And confrontation to me is the skill of resolution. I like that. Yeah. One of my laws of life is this. Anything you don't confront, you validate. Yes, that is a really good point. Yeah. So if I'm going, if I need to confront you and I'm nervous about doing it, then what I do is I don't confront. Many times I either avoid mm-hmm. or tease. Mm-hmm. And if I don't confront you over something we need to talk about, mm-hmm. and then I don't deal with it, and later I come back because now I'm upset. Mm-hmm. And you look at me and go, well, what's the issue? I've been doing this this way for a while. Yeah. Confrontation is two people finding a resolution so that you can let go and move forward with a shared agenda. Yes, absolutely agree. And And it's about figuring out if, you know, there's that one piece of pie left, if we're going to put it into our home terms, how do you split it? How do you make it work? For both of you and conflict management, confrontation has to be dealt with. You're right. It cannot be just left there because then it just makes it bigger later. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I have found that conflict is the result of a concern that we avoid it. Yeah. Anything can be resolved when it's a concern. Mm-hmm. 
But if we don't address it, it will take on an emotional life of its own. And when it takes on that emotional life, now it's not a concern. It's a problem. It's escalated for sure. Yeah. And that problem is not filled with mental understanding. It's filled with emotional misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And that the purpose of confrontation is to resolve this before it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. But it's yes, never resolved if we don't come away with a common agenda we both agree to. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that that we don't talk about is in that agreement, we are committed with conviction mm-hmm. that we will work together. Yes. Yeah. And then the come fourth of the skills, that. the fourth of the skills is delegation. Yes, I just had a conversation with someone yesterday about that. Yeah. Absolutely important. Yeah, but you know what's happened? Sometimes we get so busy being busy being busy trying to figure out what we're busy about. (laughs) We don't take the time to ask people for help because we think, you know, by the time I explain it to them, I can just do it myself. And for for the small to the medium-sized leader, that's one of their biggest issues is that they don't delegate. Yeah, and then that causes them problems and people don't grow and learn and... They can't take a break. Oh, yes. You got to learn how to delegate. And the last of those skills is decision making. Mm-hmm. What I have found, again, if we don't make decisions in timely fashion, those decisions will be made without us. Oh, yes. Or for us on our behalf. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's always a leader in a company. It may not be the person who has the title. Mm-hmm. But there's always people making decisions. And if the leader is not out front, then they've abdicated their their role as the leader and someone's going to step in. And sometimes that decision is not what we've wanted. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can cause turmoil and more conflict or confrontation as well. Yes. So let me ask you this. If we put everything that we talked about today and you had to come up with that one big tip that someone could start working on in the next few days towards improving their leadership, what would you say that one big tip would be? Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Step back and decide or understand where is my presence as a leader creating confusion. I love that. It's a- analyzing a situation. I I that I think that's fantastic. Fantastic advice. Yeah. And one of the things I've done, Tara, is over the past couple of years, uh, with all the 35 years of working with companies and leadership, I've put together a little program called the uh called Success House. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's 35 years of pulling out what I see as the eight most common struggles that leadership creates because they don't know what it is to be a leader and they don't know how to build a foundation where leadership can happen. Most companies have a title. They don't Mm -hmm. have a person prepared to lead. And so we Mm -hmm. put together this eight module, 16 week program. Okay. Teach us how in this changing time, because we haven't we haven't yet begun to see how this new terrain is going to affect companies. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I think so much of the layoffs that are going on right now are a reaction. 
It's quite possible that they are. And with so much change over the last few years and what we can see into the future, people are scared as we talked about the fear, right? Yeah. Yes. One of, the, one of the modules we talk about is, are you in a world of change or improvement? Aha. I like the word improvement. Yeah. Change and improvement are the same word. It's just where do they originate? Mm -hmm. Change is an emotional word. You can't Mm -hmm. change without emotions. Improvement is a mental word. Your mind always wants to improve, but you got to get over that fear that people have about change. Because when change is no longer improvement and it becomes fright, Mm -hmm. leadership stops. And participation begins. I love this. And I love that you've developed a program around it as well. I think you and I could probably talk for hours about all of these wonderful topics. Um, So if somebody wanted to learn more about your program or more about what what you do, how can they find out more? Well, if they would like to know more about the Success House, they -hmm. would just go to successhouse.co, not C-O-M, but successhouse.co. Dot co and okay. the whole outline of what we do is there perfect but if someone would like to reach out to me personally and i challenge your audience if we have said anything that may, i love your word you used while ago if uh-huh. we spark that spark of curiosity within them mm-hmm. because curiosity is the bridge between excitement and enthusiasm it is and it helps get over those fears and those stoppages so to speak yeah, Richard at richardflint.com or my website is richardflint.com. But I okay. challenge them, go to successhouse.co and see what we put together. I mean, the companies we put this through have come back and have now are now putting more of their people through it because it's an awakening. And right now we need an awakening of yes. people in leadership. Well, there you go, everybody. There's a great program out there for you from Richard Flynn. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise, a little bit about your program, and of course, all your tips today. Well, thank you for allowing me. And let's come back sometime and let's go deeper into this. Absolutely. I'm sure there's a few topics we could go quite deep into. That sounds great. I think so. And thank you to our audience as well. I hope you were able to get some great information and tips from our podcast today. If you are a leader who knows that leadership coaching, consulting, and community are a way to grow on your leadership journey, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.